0: you are tuned into to Soundcast Stereo. I'm Christopher Coleman, your host. I'm on Channel 1, and my favorite MCU theme so far is the Nova Corps theme from
1: Guardians of the Galaxy by Tyler Bates. And I'm Eric Woods from Cinematic Sound Radio, and I'm on Channel 2. And my favorite MCU theme is Ant-Man by Christoph Beckham.
0: Soundcast Stereo episodes are two-channel, 30-minute conversations focused on a single topic from the world of film, television, or video game soundtracks. You'll find all episodes of the Soundcast on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Google Music Podcasts, and elsewhere, wherever you find podcasts. You can send your feedback to us at soundcast at tracksounds.com. You can leave us a voicemail on our SpeakPipe widget, or you can contact us on Twitter at tracksounds.com on facebook as well
1: today is wednesday september 14th 2016 and this is episode 12 where chris and i discuss and react to the recent the marvel symphonic universe video produced by tony Zhao and co-written by brian satterwhite and taylor ramos and it's taking the internet by storm 2.5 million hits it's insane it's crazy it is
0: crazy um i'm shocked i think we're both a little shocked at <laughs> how are. much discussion has come yeah. from this video now of course tony zhao uh his his youtube channel every frame painting uh, something i'm very much a fan of i think i've watched all of his episodes and i think he does a really good job um this one kind of snuck up on me i did some I, I don't know i just got one tweet and then i got about 15 tweets did you see this? What about this? What do you think about this? Look at this. And I'm like, okay, 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 I'll have a look. And um, so I thought it was really interesting, but I wanted to say up front and foremost, you know, really appreciate Tony Zhao's work. Um, and it's just amazing how much discussion has come about about specifically about marvel and its film music but i think people have taken it to the next level and just talking about film themes as well something we're pretty familiar with speaking mm-hmm. about um mm-hmm. if you look at our 12 episodes uh, thus far of soundcast stereo we have uh, no less than two episodes dedicated to the state of the film music theme if you want to if if you are new to the soundcast stereo and you want to catch up I suggest you go look at episodes three and nine, uh, where episode three is where we first brought up the topic of the state of the film music theme, and then we had a whole show dedicated to a reaction to that episode, uh, which was a great uh, voicemail that we got. We Spent a whole episode on that. Um, We've also talked extensively about the Marvel Cinematic Universe and its music. If you go back all the way to our kind of beta episode, episode zero, um, we talked about Alan Silvestri being named as the composer for the Avengers Infinity Wars and what that meant and how shocked we were that he came back. Um, And of course, in episode five, we ranked all the 13 existing MCU original scores. So this topic, we're kind of familiar with. And um, so... You know, as I watched the video and 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 I'll ask you how you felt about it too. You know, it's just like okay, we we've covered this. Mm -hmm. Let's see what someone else has to say about it. Um, What was your kind of initial reaction when it first came out?
1: Well. First of all, I was like we've already done this, so how come nobody's paying attention to us? <laughs> <laughs> like we're over here, folks. We did four shows on this, <laughs> um, but you know, it was it, it was interesting that it, it, it's it's becoming a very popular topic. Yeah, um, we've started talking about it, and then it kind of there's a rumble on Twitter and Facebook about it. And then all of a sudden, bam! It's just huge. It's out there. Yeah, and it's not like they're s- saying anything new, but with the exposure of their channel and, and the fact that it's a video, they're really getting the word out there about the issues that you and I have already discussed. And most film music people already know of. And the fact that it's getting so many hits, obviously this is kind of a, a sore spot Yeah. Uh, for, for some people and going through some of the comments, they're like, well, thank you. Thank you very much for, for introducing this to me. Cause I really had no idea this was happening. So, who knows where this is all going to lead to, whether it's just 15 minutes of fame right. or actually something's going to happen. That, that's kind of my um, fear is that it's like,
0: oh, yeah, MCU, their scores suck. Um, right. What's your
1: next video about, Tony? Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, well, that's what we got to get on. We got to get on that. We want our 2.5 million hits, so we'll do the DC video. The, oh, gosh. You and I. All right, let's we'll, just do we'll, that. We'll get a lot of hits, <laughs> but we'll also get a lot of death threats. For sure. <laughs> but, I'd never, but I didn't think of it as a... Let's dump all over the MCU. Yeah, and I don't. Think I didn't he think does. of that at all. I don't and, think he does. And that's and and people who say that that's all they're doing, it's that's wrong. Yeah, it's wrong.
0: It's a valid point, and it and for it's sure. a point that extends beyond the MCU for sure. Yes, um, yes. So why do you think
1: he picked the MCU? Um, well, it is a, it's, it's an easy target. It's a but it's um unlike the DC cinematic universe, they don't have a lot to kind of choose from as yeah, of yet, Sure, but there's just so many movies and you know, right off the top, they said that, well, this is even bigger than, than star Wars. This is bigger than Harry Potter. This is like one of the biggest franchises in the history of movie making. Yeah. So why can't anybody remember the music from it? Like they do with star Wars and Harry Potter and James Bond. So yeah. um, I thought it was a, it was a great topic to, uh, I mean, we discussed it as well. There's a reason why we picked it. Yeah, It's just, it's a wonderful, it's expansive topic. It's really easy to get into. And there's so much to explore.
0: Right. Yeah, I, I agree with that. So what we're going to kind of do is uh, kind of track through the the video and, and and talk about some of the points that Tony Zhao and uh, the others brought up. And some things I think we'll agree with and some things uh, we don't agree with. And so we want to just talk through those, there's a lot of points that he makes in there. Um, some are some are pretty obvious, and then some are not so obvious. And so, let's just kind of skim through uh, and bring up the points that most kind of spoke to us or got a, got a rise out of us or something. Um, the first one, I'll just say, right at the beginning, he brings up he talks about the music in the Marvel Cinematic Universe doesn't evoke an emotional response from people. And he, and he uses a piece from the Iron Man, the first Iron Man film, um, and and I did not like that selection at all. Be- I agree. Because the, the points that he's making are not supported by the clip that they selected. Um, they picked a very generic moment within the film that, as he mm-hmm. points out, if you take the music away, it doesn't really change anything about the film or that or that or that moment i should say in the film had you picked another moment like the first time he flies in the mark ii where the iron man theme plays you would have a huge difference uh in that scene and so i, I get his point but but you can do that with Star Wars. You can do that yep. with Star Trek. You can find yep. a scene that has some underscore going that if you took it out, it would make no difference to the emotion or resonance of the scene. So mm-hmm. that was my reaction to that. And that kind of set me aback. I was like, oh, so we're just going to randomly select stuff to make our points? He doesn't do that through the rest of the video or uh, maybe not exactly like that. But I don't know. What did you think about that particular one?
1: No, I, I, everything you said is a hundred percent correct. I didn't like the example at all. It, um, I mean, they could have, I dare them to put in the, uh, circle shot in the Avengers and tell me that sure. does not have an emotional response Sure. or for me. And I watched this film recently again, cause I love it. And I know, uh, you think I'm crazy, but you know, Iron Man three, I watched the finale again and I love it when um uh Pepper comes in and saves the day and it's just a huge emotional uh scene and I just get all like giddy it's just so much fun. Yeah. And um even just hearing uh Christoph Beck's Ant-Man music. Yeah. In Ant-Man is just it's fun and 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 it's so perfectly scored. So there are so many um Examples of emotive music and scenes in the MCU. I don't think emotional... I think their example of emotional response, they're sort of right and they're sort of wrong. Um, I don't think it necessarily has much to do with something being memorable, although... It can... It can, can but, it's, but it. Doesn't but you really to. need, you really need to find a scene where the music didn't really enhance something larger than a, a silly moment with Iron Man or uh, Tony Stark trying on his iron suit. Mm-hmm. You know, you needed something bigger that didn't work and explain why then it didn't work mm-hmm. um, instead of just some one-off scene that really didn't mean much at all. Right. To much of the narrative, it was a montage scene you know, as well, too. So the music's just kind of playing through it anyway. Right. So yeah, I don't think the example was very strong.
0: Okay. Um, then he goes into you know some some kind of comedic music for Thor, um, and then he talks about you know them using some kind of tropey sad music, you know high high notes on strings at moments that kind of w- w- would warrant high notes. Yeah, but that on wasn't strings? fair at
1: all. <laughs> <I> <laughs> it know. wasn't. fair. Even Christoph Beck was pointing it out on Twitter. It's like, that wasn't fair. That was a two-second clip of some high strings. Right. And they didn't even let the piece develop. And I I, I was thinking the exact same thing. I mean, let the scene play out. What's yeah. What's the first note of the of the cue? Yeah. You could do that with any cue. Sure. And it was like, oh, well, that's just a splash of symbols. Yeah, well, where is it going to go from there? Yeah. So,
0: yeah, it yeah, was kind I- of a weird... I think the examples in that case were too short as well. I mean, they hit like I don't know how many three or four Marvel. There was quite films, a bit, yeah. And yeah. it was just like boom, boom, boom. Like yeah, okay, but yeah, <laughs> they use the, they use the same instrument in the same way, underscoring yeah. a scene that had a similar emotion. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's. A, um, uh, then he talks about the scores being forgettable because it never challenges expectations, and I. I pretty much disagree with that. Um, I don't think they're forgettable for that reason. Um, I mean, isolated down to that reason, it's not. For, they're not forgettable because they just never challenge. Our, I mean, Ant Man is a great example. That was completely unexpected. Um, that the main theme, just the, the the tenor of it all, was to me was totally unexpected. And I agree with you. I think it's one of the best uh, of the MCU scores. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps, perhaps they're a little safer in some, in the other scores, but I don't think they're forgettable because they didn't shock me with having some crazy instrumentation or uh, 25 trombones sampled down uh, super slow, you know, or put through 15 different processes. Uh, that's just as forgettable, if you ask me, but it certainly wasn't that would certainly challenge my expectations. I could name you two or three other superhero scores off right now that had very interesting instrumentation and um, processes involved in the recording and all of, in the mix and all of that, but yet absolutely forgettable. Um, so I didn't like it being kind of so reductive that it's like, hey, these are forgettable because they just never challenge the listeners or the or the audience's expectations.
1: Yeah, that's never really the. The case, like some of the weirdest scores, and that you've heard are not necessarily memorable or something that you can recall. Mm-hmm. And we've discussed this at nauseum that over the past ten, twenty years, what scores are truly rem- memorable yeah. by the general public. Yeah. So, um what I'm looking for is something that's memorable within the film itself during that experience during those two hours. What do I get out of that score? Um, there's no chance that these scores are going to be like Star Wars or like James Bond or like, um, or Harry Potter, uh, which is you the mean stylistically? Um, no, from from a, from a point that you can go out to somebody out on the street and go, name me the Star Wars, Harry Potter, and James Bond theme, and they're going to whistle it to you, right? And they're going to be like, well, okay, well, what about the Spider Man motif in in Civil War? <laughs> Give it some time folks But then again we've already talked about Just how spread out This, this MCU universe is Yeah And You know, we don't have one universal theme for every, for all of it. Right. Um, And that's what it needs. And that's what those films that they were talking about have. They have the Star Wars main theme or the Imperial March. Those are, every time some Star Wars comes on TV, there's a commercial for a Star Wars serial or Lego or whatever. Right. What plays? Same thing with when Harry Potter was out. Uh, it, It always. The trailers, the trailers would have the Harry Potter music in it, even if it was composed by a trailer house. Sure. Those trailers would always end with Harry Potter and James Bond, of course, but it's been years, that stuff has been pounded into your head, it takes some time for that stuff to be truly memorable, truly, truly universal, and... But, you know, and we and it's and it's not to say that and then they keep they they totally missed the boat on the fact that there are memorable themes. There are great themes. There are, but
0: people don't remember them.
1: They don't remember them again because they're not being used over and over again. And there's a whole slew of composers that have been attached to this that want to bring in their own voice, their own style, their own music. And that's and that's the big problem here. And, you know, so that's. Well, again, we've discussed this so many times. Yeah. It's just it's it's funny that they missed it. That's yeah. the one thing that I'm like, wow, how did they miss the boat on that one point? And I actually did chat with Tony oh, you did? on Twitter very briefly about that moment, and he didn't know how to explain it visually to his audience because that's what he says he does with his videos. I get it, but it's not that hard. You did not explain <laughs>
0: repetition. In-
1: exactly. Like so why? Why is Indiana Jones? Here's
0: an, another example. Here's another example. Here's another example. Yes. <laughs> that's yes. how you explain and repetition. It, it, it
1: could have been done in about two minutes. I, I know it's a lot of work to go through a million movies and try to find all those themes and or. But you know, you could use Indiana Jones as example, or um, you know, any character they, that has a they recurring motif. They gave us like an example. Yeah, but I mean, it's At just the like they, they could. They could eat, what, Spider-Man? Yeah. Why did that guy remember that that song? Because he he heard it a thousand times. (laughs) He knew all the lyrics. Yeah. I was waiting for him to fumble, and he knew it all. That was impressive.
0: And it's because he's watched that show a thousand times. That's why. Not because it's a great theme. And I love the theme, but it's Mm -hmm. not because it's, oh, it's one of the best themes ever because this guy remembered a a 30-year-old or 40-year-old score or Mm -hmm. theme song. It's because of repetition.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And, so and that's I'll, what's lacking, and that is totally what's lacking in the MCU. And you, of I, you and I talked about that, and again, like I said, I don't know how they missed the boat on that. Yeah. How this, that wasn't the most, that's the major thing, the issue with the MCU, and I cannot believe they didn't say it. Yeah. Not once. Yeah. Blows me away. Yeah, it,
0: it was. it is surprising that, that uh, they did not mention it. But let's talk about something they did mention. Um, one that stood out to me was, uh, he talks about um, sometimes the music, uh, some of the better, I guess, he was saying, some of the better pieces are covered with other sounds, and he brings up the case of Winter Soldier, uh, and and it's not it's not a theme that's used elsewhere, but it's very it's Henry Jackman kind of going Alan Silvestri, mm-hmm. which they could have just used Alan Silvestri's theme, but they didn't. They yes, he wrote they something fresh have. for it, um, right. and it is, I do enjoy that piece, um, but he talks about it's kind of it's covered with narration that was completely um, unneeded. And then he gives he just he strips the narration out, and you see the scene with just the music, you know, and he's kind of like, you know, which is better. And I'm like, well, if you didn't see Captain America the first Avenger, then that information the narrator's giving you is kind of important. Mm. So I didn't like that point either. I understand the point, but it wasn't like the narration was completely unnecessary. It is for those of us who know the first Avenger and know Cap Cap's story. But mm-hmm. a lot of people probably came in a winter soldier, not knowing, and this was a nice, convenient way. you take him to a museum and you tell him what happened in the past, so that kind of bothered me a little because I understood the point, but again, it was another example that kind of un- didn't not didn't really make the point he was making um yeah
1: yeah no i d I don't think I don't think it helped the initial uh argument um I did like the fact that they did. The, I, honestly, I paid attention to that. I thought, hmm, that's not bad. The, mu- it's, the music is now helping us tell the story, and sometimes you are force fed a little bit too much. But there's um, no way they could tell what the, the narrator said through music. Um, no, but I don't. I don't necessarily think that that was the point of the scene. And I, you don't and then watching? No, because watching it again, it was the connection between the boy and and Captain America, and that was the big. That's the big emotion. That's the that emotional I get out of that point of it. But yes, absolutely. The information
0: that was given was clearly: this is what happened. They're setting up his connection to Bucky, right? It wasn't. If they didn't say that, then yeah, I'm,
1: for I'm, sure, it's it, it's exposition. I I get it. And yeah, I mean, I, I look, tell you, I've only seen uh, Winter Soldier once, so it's yeah, you're crazy. <laughs> you need to get a, another dose of that Winter Soldier theme while you're at it. but you know i did i did like that scene but i liked it with the narration stripped out but again in context with the rest of the movie maybe doesn't make any sense but i did like the fact that you know we're not spoon-fed that information and that the music can help you tell the story although again i don't think that anybody's going to come out of that scene with that information stripped out and go yep that's captain america's theme it it sounds noble it sounds heroic but i don't think it's necessarily the the, the end all of that score. It's like, oh, well, there was the theme there and you missed it. Sorry, now you're never going to hear it again or you won't recognize it again. Yeah. It was an opportunity for them, though. One of those mm. places where repetition would have helped. You know what would be great, and I'm going to just go on a little tangent, is that why don't they have main titles like they did in the Remy Spider-Man movies? That's what, that. I mean, if you want to talk about getting things that you want to have people remember the music, it's, it's like, where are? why don't you just have a giant two-minute... I mean, I know they save the end credits now to the end of the movie. Yeah. But imagine if you took those sequences and threw it to the top of the movie. I think people would have a better, you know, what guaranteed people will remember the music. Yeah. Um, if every and,
0: one of the characters had its own yeah,
1: theme and sure. they
0: always played it to be. I mean, that's what how it works for Star Wars. Absolutely. Uh,
1: Absolutely. Sure.
0: That's that is so definitely that's a reason ca-
1: why. Again, and, and movies have gone away from the whole. Yeah title sequence which is too bad um and i understand why they they do it for the mcu because those sequences are pretty awesome and it's a nice recap of the movie but you know it doesn't give you the composer a chance to really kind of get his score noticed right off the bat right although whether that's important to the filmmakers again that goes to the next point yeah (laughs) Yeah. you know so do they really care um i know we do but i thought it would be great to have a main title um like Superman or, or Batman. I mean sure. man, you remember watching those movies and just being so psyched up after five minutes and exactly. just seeing titles on the screen. I just and music? rewatched um
0: Transformers the movie last night it came out on Blu-ray thirtieth oh, wow. anniversary did Yeah. It? I never realized that they aped the Superman titles. They totally aped it. Of course it's with the Transformers <laughs> music. Transformers <laughs> yeah that's awesome but it does the same kind of whoosh with the written by yeah I was like oh they just totally ripped off Superman that's awesome (laughs) Um, highly recommend that Blu-ray it looks fantastic oh does it really it sounds great yeah I mean remastered it wow it it looks better than it did in the theater when I saw it as an 18 year old however Mm. old I was at the time Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, highly recommend it, and got a nice documentary on there as well. Which Blu-rays these days are just getting cheaper and cheaper and less and less and less. But there's a pretty good documentary on there as well. Very Um, good. So I recommend that. Um, yeah. So you kind of mentioned the next some of his next points. I don't know how much we want to talk about them. Film music trends right now. The current trend is that film music shouldn't be noticed. Yeah, I think we all kind of say yeah, that's true for the most part, unfortunately. Um, and then they bring up the problem of temp music. Um, and composers are told to imitate the temp, um, which, yeah, we kind of know that and seen yeah, and heard many examples
1: of that. Yeah, it could have been talked about for a couple of minutes. I don't think that's the major reason why scores aren't being remembered nowadays. And again, they they did have a subsequent video afterwards, which yeah. was interesting to, to, to watch as well. But they spent a, quite a bit of time on temp music and just, again, really started... You know, steering away from the main point of their argument, which mm-hmm. is what bothered me so much about this video. Mm. Um,
0: well, their next point was, you know, he, he went. He made a point of saying, "Hey, he's not. They're not blaming the composers, but they think it's a systemic problem, um, just the way movies are made." I guess that's part and parcel with the whole temp music trap. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I would say, to some degree, that's true um, mm-hmm. in terms of us not getting a lot of originality. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the point about modern, you know, nonlinear editing. You know, has a and this is connected temp tracks says you know, directors can slap that temp track right into their movie, and see the movie cut with the temp track right in there.
1: Oh yeah. Um, well, that, I mean, the other thing is that they, uh, you yeah. know, you get you get cues that are composed for specific scenes, and the fact that editors directors now have up to the last second to change yeah. a frame here and there. Yeah. And what would have been great. Is to show maybe a clip from the Phantom Menace, and oh, yeah. no matter how famous you are, you still can have your music absolutely chewed up or Replaced. not even have a chance to write music, yeah, for it. Yeah, and that's a huge problem. And that would have been nice to be to be uh, added in on there too. Sure, yeah, and
0: to, to, why I, for me anyway? The star, this prequel music from Star Wars is not nearly as memorable as the original trilogy's right. music.
1: With the exception of one theme. That's about it.
0: Yeah, Duel of Fates, maybe. That's it.
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um
0: yeah, I think that's a I think that's a part of it. Um not mm. definitely all of it, but part of it. Yeah. For sure. Um oh, and then it goes on to say, uh all of this comes from the same desire to keep things safe, with which equals bland. Mm-hmm. And I do not agree with that statement. I don't necessarily agree that the mcu scores are safe um or that they're intended to be safe um i think there are other reasons why the music is what it is and it's more traditional a more Mm -hmm. traditional type score except again i i take ant-man out of that i don't think ant-man is a safe score not at Uh, all i think it works really really well which might make it seem like oh that was a safe obvious choice no not at all um and so I so I kind of don't I don't agree with that I think I think let's take Thor the the original Thor movie mm-hmm. had they stuck with those themes Thor's theme Asgard theme you know had those stuck we would know because they are they are exceptional themes it's just that we heard them for one movie and then you know how how many years ago was that now six seven years ago and then discarded yeah. yep um, and so. And it fit. I mean, you're talking about a, kind of a royal, kind of a royalty, um, mm-hmm. and it had a very royal feel to it. And it's sure. maybe it's safe, but it fits. You didn't need to have some crazy dark, you know, dissonant sort of thing. That would have been very unsafe, but it also would not have worked. So I wish you would give more examples of, hey, this this is how you could have done appropriate but um, risk. Added some risk to it. I, I, maybe he wanted to uh, refer to um, what was that movie in February? Deadpool. Maybe he would want to refer to that to say, "Hey, this was a pretty risky score, it but it was risky, and it yep. fit. Yep, it fit that movie."
1: Um, so, what did you think about that point? Again, it's more of a, a an overall statement for for film, not so much the MCU, because the MCU has some pretty bold scores. And, you know, when themes pop up, they're there. Um, mm-hmm. But like you said, and like I've said, and like we've said, <laughs> uh, how many episodes are we at? It's 12. <laughs> we keep coming up with the same thing. It's just MCU has got to come up with some sort of thematic or musical continuity. And like you said, it's the biggest problem. You know, you you, go, you jump from one film to another film to another film. Thor has two themes. Iron Man has three. How many themes does the do the Avengers have? Mm-hmm. Captain America has two themes. It's just, it's such a mess. Mm-hmm. Um, The safe equals bland. Yeah, you could say that about, again, going to to film as film music overall for sure. Directors and producers are afraid of are afraid of music in their movies. Danny Elfman says so and uh, I don't think any of the people in that Hollywood Reporter Roundtable disagreed with him. Yeah. There was Beltrami, there was Displot, there was Michael Dana. They were all nodding their heads when he said that sort of stuff. And he said it's within the last 20 years. Yeah. Which is, again, think about when was the last time we heard a truly memorable theme that stuck with you. It's been about 20 years. And so, yeah. Yeah. Again, I don't think safe, safe necessarily belongs into the MCU, but um, safer film as an overall, I, yes. I
0: wonder if he's comparing into the DCU or something. I mean, it, if so, I mean, I wish he would have just given an example of, here is here's a risky score that really worked, you know, just to... Just to show. The internet would have exploded. Oh, it would have been bought, awesome. It, it had 5.5 million. <laughs> All he views. had to do
1: was bring in the Joker motif, and that's it. It was over. The internet <laughs> would have just stopped working. Yeah, that's risky, um,
0: but, it but it worked. It is very
1: risky. Oh, it's and fantastic. It absolutely worked. It's absolutely fantastic. But you can't pull that in for your Loki. No, and but abso- they did for the Winter Soldier.
0: And it worked.
1: <laughs> and there you go. And it there's worked. against the argument that for was the 10th track. That was that's the, that's the argument against the temp track because True. obviously the temp track was Joker's theme for for uh, for Bucky, probably and the Winter yeah. Soldier, and it's one note sustained kind of ugly track. I love it. And and there it's you such, go. It's so. such a
0: great contrast to Cap, even though you don't get Cap's really patriotic traditional theme. Mm-hmm. It's still such a great contrast to. To cap, and you know, I I,
1: I noticed it more in Civil War and kind of appreciated it more in Civil War because it was making a return. Um, mm. I thought that oh, ah ah repetition jokers, there you go, it works. There you go. <laughs> and so even though I didn't like it in Winter Soldier because it bugged me because I knew what the temp was, but hearing it again in number in in Civil War was okay. Yeah, that's uh, i I'm fine with that now. By I, Infinity
0: but, Wars, you're gonna be loving it.
1: <laughs> gonna be like Winter soldier rocks <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um so, so yeah that and so there 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 we go so um, he
0: goes on to say you know safe equals bland equals unmemorable and I don't I don't agree with that no, he says what's missing was no. risk the kind of ri- the kind that makes an emotional connection with the audience I don't, you know there's a lot of risky scores out there that are very off-putting f- for this member yeah. of the audience mm-hmm. um, so you know I, I get the general direction of where he's going is like, hey, let's do, you know, these are so traditional. And that's what's interesting to me. You know, I saw a lot of exchange going on on Twitter. You know, Dan Trachtenberg tweeted out there, he's like, I don't like any of the MCU scores. I'm like, really? None of them? Mm. I'm like, wow. I was kind of surprised to see that. Um, but maybe he likes more um, non conventional stuff. Um, it's he, and uh, Tony Zhao goes on, or whoever wrote this particular line says, only bold original music can do this, can do what? connect with the audience. I wholeheartedly wholeheartedly disagree with that statement. Only bold original music can do this? Well, I guess it depends on what you mean by each of those descriptives, bold and and, and original but do you think anyone wants Star Wars to go in a bold original direction with its music? (laughs) Anybody? I I think everyone is kind of biting their nails right now to see what's going to happen with Rogue One. In terms of the music, we're like I hope it doesn't go too far off of what we know and love. We don't want bold original music in a new direction. In Star Wars case, we want bold original music within the framework that John Williams has established.
1: Yeah, and you know, when Kevin Kiner went different on yeah. Clone Wars, people yeah. didn't like it. Um yeah. so there's something to be said about uh That's a good point. Yeah. That was bold. Just... That was original. <laughs> it was. But really, what's 100% original nowadays? Something's based on something, no matter what, whether it's a temp track or not. Sure. Um, You know, Superman, uh, not Superman, sorry, a superhero theme is, it's going to be based on a major chord or a major progression or something like that. Um, Although, when you get a guy like Christoph Beck going off and doing a 7-8 main theme for Ant-Man, it's like, that's just bananas. Right. Um, So, uh, that's bold. Yeah. That's original. But do they remember Ant Man? People didn't notice. <laughs> exactly. They're like they're not
0: like counting the beats out. Like, wait a minute. That's right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nobody, no one, no one in that video said Ant Man, and that's bold and original. That's, that's bold and original for this series. Yeah, and uh, yeah, nobody could could hum it. I was. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely. I did too. It's the first one that pops into my head. It just is. It's just so catchy. It's so good. Yeah, but it's Ant Man. It's like one of those secondary MCU movies that nobody. Really thinks about. Yeah, it's not Spider Man. It's not Iron Man. It's, it's Ant Man. I love Ant Man.
0: I love it. I'm very curious as to what exactly we're gonna get with the new Spider Man films. Mm. I can, I can I'm I'm pretty sure they're not going to be bold and original in, in ways in a DCU kind of way. No, I, I don't think, think they'll think so fit either. right into the MCU's little safe world. But. I'm wondering
1: how contemporary they're going to be. I think they'll be contem- I think they'll be pretty contemporary. Yeah. That's
0: that's my guess. I'm very and interested. music
1: and music heavy. I think there's going to be a lot of songs. Oh yeah, could in be. There.
0: And that you know, I, they it worked for Guardians of the Galaxy. For if sure. they if they work it in the right way, I'm all for it. I, I right. love a good soundtrack that has a mix of songs and score that actually work well together, which I agree. doesn't happen a lot, but. Yep. I love it when that comes together because that makes for just a great listening experience. You don't have to like Mm -hmm. edit your own playlist. You like get that song out, get that song out, get that. You can just listen to it straight through. Yep. Um, So I hope that will be the case. Michael Chikino with Doctor Strange, we'll find out in a couple months. I'm looking forward to that. I have high hopes. I have high hopes. I don't know what we're gonna get, but I have high
1: hopes. And I just want to get this out there. I mean, I didn't, I didn't hate the video. I mean, I know we're picking this thing apart, but I'm, I'm glad it's out there. Um I just think it, they missed on a few points. Yeah. And we might not agree on everything that they have to say. Yeah. But you know, I really am glad it's out there. Me too. I'm glad it's as popular um as it is. Me too. And um you know, hopefully some change comes about because of the video or at least, you know what, at least the non-film score community is being made aware of it. Yeah. And that's what I'm really, really happy. Me so too. I'm really, I'm really happy for the three guys that, that, that put it together, especially Brian, Brian Satterwhite. He's a fellow IFMCA member. Mm-hmm. He's uh he's a composer himself. He knows what he's talking about. Um, he's also got a radio show. So. You know more exposure for him. I'm super happy sure. for him as well. So, um, yeah, I, we don't. I, well, I don't hate this mo- Uh, this video. No. Um, and like you said, their channel, the channel's amazing. It is. I mean, the guy does the guy does great work. Yeah. So, but when it's something you know, this close to us, <laughs> it's yeah. something that we care yeah. about. Of course, we're gonna nitpick and, and sure. And, and I mean, that's apart, that's but, what uh, they're there
0: for. It's good for yeah, discussion. For sure. You know, yep. I mean, we put these out I, it, partially in hopes for good discussion to come out yeah, of it. Indeed. I mean, if we're wrong on something. Let us know how we're wrong. Tell us, you know, we'd love to have that discussion. And I'm sure there—he's the same way. I mean, you know, I watch all his videos. I, I don't have one tenth the knowledge he has when it comes to editing or For sure. cinematography. So I just like—I'm just eating it up. This is a little different. Like, well, hold on now, <laughs> I, I have something co- to contribute. I may not be 100 percent right either, but I have something to contribute here. And so I hope that you know, I hope they even listen to this, and you know. Even have a, have, we can have a dialogue about it. I, I think it's, I think it's, that's the fun part of it. You know, it's not just put your opinion out. I put my opinion out and it's done. I think the conversation is the best part of it. I agree. All right. Well, that's going to do it for episode 12 of Soundcast Stereo. We hope you enjoyed this discussion uh, where we've kind of uh, broken down Tony Zhao's recent uh, video posted to YouTube entitled The Marvel Symphonic Universe. Uh, we'd love to know what you thought about the video, which we will link in our sh- in the show notes, as well as the, both videos that they produced. Um, we'd love to hear your feedback on on uh, their perspective and some of the points we've also brought up in this episode, and you can do so by hitting us up uh, at soundcast@tracksounds.com That's email. Or you can leave us a voicemail if you don't like to write Use our SpeakPipe widget on our site. Or you can always hit us up at Tracksounds on Twitter or on Facebook. And if you'd like to uh, subscribe, which we'd love for you to do, you can do so on iTunes or Stitcher Radio or TuneIn Radio or Google Podcasts. Wherever you subscribe, please leave us a, a, a rating. Give us a comment. That all, it helps other people to discover the show. And it lets us know how we're doing. And that's always a good thing. Um, so, Eric, before we sign
1: off, how can people find and follow you? Uh, you can check me out on Twitter, SinSound Radio, uh, Cinematic Sound, on Facebook, and of course, cinematicsound.net for the radio show. All right, so until
0: our next episode, then we want to encourage you all to keep it balanced. <laughs>